Welcome NFL Nation, this is the Fake Punt Podcast with Sunny and Vaz. This show is for all of you out there who do not have the time to watch every single game, every single Sunday. We are going to review them all for you, make our analysis all while you're on your way to work, at the gym or wherever you're listening to. So stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to the Fake Punt Podcast. Week 10 is in the books. What a great week of football. I'm glad that we didn't do any predictions last week, Vaz, because... We would have been fucked. Woo! There were some serious upsets. We had some some pretty crap, pretty crap teams, some losing teams. All of the uh, the one and seven teams, those dross scraping the bottom of the barrel teams, ended up picking up big wins and big upsets. Um, really playing uh, playing for. Uh, Apart from the Bengals, the Bengals are playing it all safe. The Bengals, all Bengals are still kicking that number one spot for the draft. So. Um, yeah, don't worry about anything there. But no, we we had some big upsets with um, with the Chiefs taking a loss, with the Dolphins beating the Colts. We had some uh, action with the Lions the, taking with a loss, Falcons and the Saints. The Lions are taking a loss. Isn't always a big surprise. But, um, <laughs> Are Rams taking a loss to the Steelers? A pretty balanced Bears team. Then uh, yeah, it was all good. So let's let's roll into that one, Vass. How about we talk about your Lions to start this well, week? Well, the thing is, I'm going to start off straight away that Matthew Stafford wasn't playing. All right. Okay. So he's. I, I don't know if they're resting him for the next season now or if they're done because there's no way of us getting into the playoffs. That's no. just. It's impossible. Not with um, Green Bay and the Vikings in our division. <laughs> so we'll never yeah. make that. Um, so that's just there's no need to talk about this one. But what is kind of interesting to see is that, like, where do we go from here? Okay, so I think Mitch Tubisky had a good game, but like I don't think it says anything about the losing Lions who don't who have no contention for a playoff spot anymore. Mm-hmm. So Tubisky did throw for three touchdowns. Okay, like oh no, what is it? Like he threw for two, two touchdowns in the previous four games, and this game he threw for three touchdowns. So. Again, I wouldn't give him too much credit. The question right now is, has Mitch Trubisky done enough in this one game against my Lions to like save himself for the next season? Uh, I think he has. I, I, I think that they will probably... That there are other parts of the, of the Bears' offense that need addressing first, I think. Um, that they could keep Trubisky in and they can try and support him for another season. Um, yeah. The problem then comes middle of next season where they're in exactly the same position yeah and where the lions will be in a winning yeah. record and then they're gonna have a much bigger problem absolutely absolutely so we'll, we'll see we'll see but let's move on from there um we had another tight game at the chargers raiders um yeah. jacob's looking looking pretty pretty tasty Rookie of the year. yeah i didn't really rate him too much at the beginning of the season i have to say um, but he's he's doing very well. Doing very well. I think well. out of all the picks Mike Mayock made, I think he was the one that was most questionable about has actually performing the very best right now. Yeah, he's he did go a little under the radar, I think, and now it's uh, it's coming a bit more into light. Uh, rookie of the year potentially, he's yeah. definitely in the conversation there. Um, I think the Raiders are a lot better than people expected them to be right now, especially yeah. at five and four, especially on also how they started on it. But it's also due to the fact that Philip Rivers had the most Matthew Stafford-like game ever, right? Two touchdowns, three TD, uh, three interceptions, <laughs> 200 yards. So. I just feel like every season, and we said it time and time again, the Rivers would be one of the greatest quarterbacks never to have been to a Super Bowl, never to have been an MVP or anything like that. He just seems to, yeah. he seems to do enough Throw every single away. game, every season. He does. He just wins a couple of big games. He lets you know that he's there. He lets you know that he could be great, 
but then he also yeah. just He's putting up the numbers. Yeah, just doesn't want to go too far though. You know, He's very it's like, modest. It's like Stafford. I think I was always rating Philip Rivers a little bit above Stafford, but especially after this season, I think he's going more to his level right now, where I don't think Stafford is a future Hall of Famer, really. Um, just from, like, you have to win. It's, yeah. it's just, you don't, you, don't, you don't get into the Hall of Fame just by um, having an arm, right? Where Philip Rivers obviously has won more playoff games than um, Matthew Stafford. Still, I think he's getting to the stage where, like... There's, you can't really bank on him being productive for the season. You can really bank for him being productive in the postseason. So, like, if you can't get, like, you you are the quarterback. You are expected to be. Philip Rivers has always been in con- conversation to one of the top five quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And what do you do now? Like, I don't think he's top ten. No, neither do I. Neither do I. So, I mean, there are a lot of shaky quarterbacks around at the moment. So, um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, um, okay. Moving on, I do want to do a bit of a deeper dive into the AFC North because I think it's a really interesting division, not only because yeah. there's Steelers in it, but also there's a lot going on there at the moment. You've got the Bengals who are who are locking up that number one draft pick. So yeah. they're almost written off. And then you've got the Ravens who are flying, pun intended, um, to you know, 50 burgers. That was really intelligent, by the way. Yeah, I'm surprised. Was that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lamar Jackson is just some kind of wizard. I have no idea what's going on there. So I'm I just, we've said it time and time again. He's not a passing quarterback. We know that. But every, every NFL team must know that. Everybody must go into a game against the Ravens thinking, Lamar Jackson is going to run the ball all over us. He's not going to pass too much, but he is going to destroy us with his feet. We need to stop him. And the, this is the Bengals' second attempt at it this season, and it looks like they just did nothing to adjust. What the hell, guys? They're, they're... So I, I do. I agree. So, like, I assume Milo is listening, and if he's not, I'm going to give him a call and be upset about the fact that he's not listening about this. Okay, okay. I know Lamar Jackson is doing everything possible in his might to prove me wrong that he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. Like, he's doing everything. Mm-hmm. And people are so high and mighty on him, especially after he's racking up these stats. And he's got he's had the second game of a perfect, a perfect quarterback rating. Do you know the two teams he played against with, which gave him a perfect quarterback rating? Well, one of them's the bank, the 0-9 Bengals. And, and the other one were the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, week, week one, week one. So... It's, come on. I can't. I just can't. That touchdown run. You saw it. Everybody's seen it. That highlight, the 47-yard touchdown run, was incredible. Like I'm not saying that he's, as as it seems right now, on on his way to be the most gifted, or like, or on on his way to be probably the most productive and gifted, um, running quarterback of all time. I still think that he has some issues with, like, throwing the ball. Okay. I also think the Patriots were a little overrated. So that that game, you know, they won against the Patriots where everybody's ranking them too much. I think the Patriots could have lost that game before against the Browns as well. So they didn't have three straight turnovers the week before that. Um, so I need, I don't, I think they're winning. And I, I, that's all that matters right now. They're putting up the points. It doesn't really matter against who. I still don't see the relevant needed throws from from him to say that, okay, you can carry it actually down into the uh, into the Super Bowl and actually win it. You say that, and I agree with you, but the problem is, if he's putting 50 points up again, I mean, this was 49 points he put up in three quarters of the... Again. If he's going to do that, then why change? I mean, they they ran the tight ends. They had uh, Boyle 
Andrews, yeah. Hurst. They ran the Titans. Boyle finished with uh, four receptions, 78 yards and a touchdown. Andrews had six receptions, 53 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and Hurst had two receptions for 20 yards. The tight ends up the middle and, and those quick outs. You know, if, if you can't stop it, it why I change? It. I get it. I get it. So I think... Look, I'm, I'm like he's proving me every week wrong and wronger. It, got, it doesn't matter against who it really is. It doesn't have to be like trash can teams. I still think if he would play in the Super Bowl right now and he had to play the Saints, 49ers, or the or the Seahawks, I think he would very, very much struggle against that defense. But who am I, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's very true, very true. I mean, the the Bengals we know the Bengals are pretty pretty crap at the moment so uh, Mixon did pretty well uh, Finland had his little first outing uh, didn't do yeah. particularly well he was 16 yeah. to 30 167 I don't even want to talk about them uh, he threw a nice he threw a nice touchdown to Eifert um, that was that was that was about it it's but, done we're done Mixon, we're done yeah, with that one which carried them. But anyway, uh, moving on, staying in the AFC though uh, AFC North we had a great Rams Steelers game. Um, and I think you must be fucking it. flying about that one. Oh, as a team that started off 0 and 3, we've now won what five of six games off yeah. the back of that. Yeah, with Mason Rudolph at the helm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, is it Mason Rudolph? Yeah, Mason Rudolph. At the helm. It is Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph scares me. Like he scares me so much as a Steelers fan. He has, on paper, you look at it, he's had. Uh, 80 plus passer rating for all seven games that he's started. Which is okay for a rookie. So, sounds pretty good. But he's terrifying to watch. He has no real skill set at quarterback. He just seems to launch it downfield and get lucky. Like that that's his that's his biggest strength at the moment. The Steelers defense absolutely carried these guys. Steelers defense are crushing it. This is bringing back the the steel curtain of of the of the 90s. Um, I, I chill out. Yeah. No, <laughs> honestly, I'm telling you, they did really well. And if you look at it this season, they are second behind the Patriots in defensive takeaways. They've got um, 26 defensive takeaways to the Patriots' 27. And we've yeah. we, we been saying that Pittsburgh, uh, sorry, the Patriots have had the best defense in the league. Well, Pittsburgh yeah. are only just behind them. They've had 14 interceptions and 12 forced fumbles for yeah. covered fumbles uh, this season. They're third in sacks behind um, San Francisco and Carolina. They're ahead of the Patriots in sacks. You've got um, Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden just locking down the backfield. Yeah. Fitzpatrick is a wizard. Great pickup from the Dolphins. Um, and then you've got what Hayward and Dupree just causing all sorts of trouble as well. They had four mm-hmm. sacks in this game. So the defense is absolutely legit. I am just so worried that. Rudolph is going to just throw this game away. So like my, my my thing with the Steelers, I agree with everything you say. Problem is obviously they still cannot run the ball really at all. Well, both and, Connor, and, so both the starter and the, and the second string running backs are injured. So again, for me, I think a, a running back is really wrong with Priest. Um, but still, like they, it's been still just even with them, it's troublesome for them to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, it's, I don't think you can carry. Like that's not. I don't think Mason Rudolph is a 40 attempt quarterback, no. right? I don't think he can, like, he's not going to, he's not someone you want to put the ball 40 times into his hands. No. So you need to have a running game, especially when Ben Roethlisberger comes back as he's getting a little bit older as well. You can see Tom Brady need that running back. I think Ben Roethlisberger is one of them. Um, 
again, as you said with Mason Rudolph, uh, there are a lot of drops happening mm-hmm. across all of the targets. So I'd be I'd I'd also see, look at maybe having adding another wide receiver to that. Not only Juju Smith Schuster, but I mean just Washington is doing all right, but still there are drops happening left, right, and center, especially from the tight end side. Um, but the real story coming out of it is that what I've been saying since week fucking one. Jared Goff has been massively, massively underperforming and was so overrated yesterday, last week, last year. I mean, again, you know, 50% completion rating, two interceptions, no touchdowns, 240 yards. I mean, he did, he did, he did his part to not win the game. Okay. Oh, yeah. At a certain point, they put Blake Bortles in. So that just goes to show you how bad he's been. And I don't think Gurley's been doing particularly well. He had an all right game this game, but, yeah, but in terms of the season, he's not been having a great season. So this, this is this is why I was saying that you're paying 100 million for Goff, who I didn't, th- who I think is very much down to the system from Sean McVay, and without that system, he's nothing at the moment, at least. And Todd Gurley, who's actually an injured running back, <laughs> giving all those those two guys so much money, and both of them underperforming. I think this must be really hurting for the Rams. No, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, did you see there was a, a hacker fake punt attempt, which was awful. I mean, probably one of the worst <laughs> fake punts I've seen in a while. Yeah. It was two this year. Yeah, yeah, but this one, he just flicked. Like, I think he was under pressure, um, and he yeah, just... deceptive, right? Literally just dropped it into Trey Edmonds' hands. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean... A family that goes quite underrated, actually, the Edmonds family. You hear about the Watt, the, you know, the Watt family with three guys. Sorry, in you cut out. Who's who's underrated? The Edmonds family. So you see oh. about the Watts, you know, the JJ, TJ, Derek Watt, all out yeah. in the NFL at the moment, and the Matthews family and the Longs and all that. The Edmonds have actually got three active players in the NFL at the moment. So and they're both, well, you've got Trey Edmonds with a pick. You had Terrell Edmonds on the Steelers as well. He uh, had a Nice couple of tackles in the pass deflection. And then uh, for the uh, Bills, good segue here, actually. You had um, Tremaine Edmonds, who was born out as well. So, um, yeah, good good little football family there. So, um, Moving on to the Bills and Browns, I think the Browns were desperate for this win. Absolutely desperate for this win to keep them, keep any sort of hopes that they had for playoffs alive. Um, they really, really needed this. Um, yeah. Again, it showed how their offense was struggling. It really did. Uh, Baker Mayfield did have, he had two passing touchdowns this season, but that's the first time this season, uh, sorry, this game, first time this season he has had two passing touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and with an offense, now they've got Kareem Hunt there as well. An offense that looks this powerful, it looks terrible. On paper. On paper. Can you imagine? Nick Chubb is terrifying. The way yes. that he was running the ball was unbelievable yesterday. Or, uh, sorry, Sunday. Um, yeah. 20 carries, 116 yards, doesn't do it justice. Um, he really should have had a couple of touchdowns on there as well. You've got, you've got Chubb and you've got Kareem Hunt in the backfield. You've got Landry. You've got Callaway. You've got Odell. It, so it looks when, like once you have said it, Odell... I'll be I'll be interesting. So how do you think is the Odell Beckham experiment going at the Browns right now? Because I'm 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 seeing 12 targets and five catches. That's, That's what it. I was going to call out. Yeah, he had. I don't. I, it's not a case of I've watched back through the footage. It's not a case of him being locked down. It's not a case of him being double covered, triple covered. 
he just wasn't playing with any aggression. He wasn't playing like he cared. And I think that's a problem that he had at, at New York as well. I think by the looks of things, he thinks he's better than the team. He should be doing other things. I don't really know what's going on with him because you see him dropping passes or stopping running and being overthrown. And, and he's just like, OK, well, eh, didn't come to me. I'm just going to jog back. You've got run plays that are coming his side and he's not blocking. He's not really attempting to get across the field to help out. Yeah, I've seen two plays where there. he wasn't really blocking for, uh, for one is one, one was false for Hunt and the other one was for Chubb where he just wasn't blocking for them. Yeah, I mean, you've got plays where Baker Mayfield, the quarterback, is further upfield than him blocking on these long run plays. It'd be just, really I, interesting to see where, how this ends because quite honestly, uh, and at this stage, at this stage, I don't think Oliver Beckham is even remotely productive. I know he had that one crazy game against uh, the Jets, so he is obviously talented. But I don't know he's, if it's a matter he's a of between. Receiver. He is a fantastic yeah, player, but I don't. I don't know if it's a fact between him and Mayfield, something from chemistry side of it, or is it just that he really just can't be asked right now anymore? I think it's his attitude. I really do. Um, and looking on the other side, you look at the way that Landry played. Landry played with so much aggression, so much passion. He was so physical throughout the whole game. He had nine receptions, 10 targets, 97 yards and a touchdown. And honestly, I, I, it was him and Chubb that won this game for him. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, also, it's, it's, also, it's also saying that a lot about this six and three builds right now that they have lost this game. So I think the builds are going to make the playoffs by just default. And if they do, that will be a very easy win for whoever plays them in the first time. Because that will be a wild card team. Sleep. You can't sleep on the Bills defense. They have got a very impressive... They do not have enough... They do not have offensively to even remotely compete in the playoffs. We, they, cannot, they, would, they would not be able to compete with the Ravens. They would not be able to compete with the Patriots. They would not be able to compete with the um, Kansas City. No. And, like, I can... That's enough. <laughs> we, we, we've said it before. Josh Allen, if you're, if you're asking him to put the game on his shoulders and win you a game, then it... <laughs> You're in trouble. You're in trouble, yeah. He's not the guy to do it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like he's, he's, shown, he's shown that he's a rushing threat. I mean, he had some serious yardage this game. Two, two rushing touchdowns as well. Um, but he also coughed the ball up a couple of times and, uh, and, and didn't help. But looking, now we've gone through all of those AFC North games. Looking at this, it's an interesting division. You've got the Ravens. No one's catching them. They're flying. They're the division leader. Now we're just talking about whether they manage to seal a home field advantage as they go into the playoffs. Um, after them, it's the Steelers at five and four and the Browns at three and six. You've got Thursday night football, Browns and Steelers. If the Steelers can take this as a win, that's it. They're taking a wild card spot. They're going to the playoffs. That is my... I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy to see that, actually. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, again, I don't, think, I don't think they'll get far. But I'd rather see them in the playoffs than Browns. So, okay. So continuing on, um, obviously we've got the Panthers Packers. I want to make this one a real quick one because obviously Panthers are in a really funky state where I don't, like again, as last week, I don't believe Cam Newton will be on the team in 2020 or at least next season. Definitely. So that's, that's something they are up for debate um, and see how they're going to sort of progress and what other teams what other quarterback options will they going to have? Because I don't think they'll be high enough to draft someone really good. Well, there's but a couple then, of questions that are coming out of that one. Because then you've got 
what do they do with him? I mean, are they going to trade for somebody else of value? Are they going to trade for draft picks? And then on the other side, who wants him? Where would he go? What, what can people give? I mean, he can go to a few places, I'm sure, but what are people going to give for him? So, I mean, that's probably a future a future topic. Do you, to talk do you, about. Know, do you know what would be weird? Like, I, I can see John Elway trading for him. <sighs> Almost definitely. He's going to end up with a fucking Broncos. Like, I can, I can see John Elway trading for him because John Elway trades for everybody with just remotely like a little bit of success and talent. Yeah, anybody that's ever been to a Super Bowl, that's it. <laughs> that's in. the criteria. Yeah. But it's actually not too bad. I mean, he did win with Peyton Manning, but after that has always been quarterback purgatory in that yeah. stage. But would you really going to go from Flacco? What is it? So so it was yeah, last year Keenum, this year Flacco, and next year Cam Newton. Yeah, is that what you want? You're just completely changing how your offense works every year. Just fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Anyways, um, quickly MVP wise, would you think Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson has tailed off a little bit, but I still think he's in the lead. Aaron Rodgers at the moment, I mean, right now, week 10, I think Russell Wilson still got it. But if Aaron Rodgers keeps it up, Aaron Rodgers started off a bit mediocre at the beginning of the season, but he's picking up steam. Okay, so if he can keep it up, he can go well. I reckon, I reckon he can take it. But as it stands, Russell Wilson, my guy. Yes, I think also Russell Wilson's in there. I, I'd um, love to see okay. Christian McCaffrey up there for the league MVP, but uh, ain't going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's becoming more and more of a, of a quarterback, um, you know, price. And I think also the MVP anyways is silly. I mean, how do you define the MVP? Like you say, it's the most valuable player, what, of the NFL, of, 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 your, play, of your team, the one who's put up the most stats or points. Because I'd argue that Christian McCaffrey is probably, you know, the most valuable player on the Panthers, right? Oh, absolutely. And for him to do, again, another 100 yards, you know, having another 100 yards, another TD, you know, again, averaging 5.4 yards per carry. I think, like, carrying that entire, you know, team sort of a little bit on his shoulders, I think, you know, he would would make a case for it, but he doesn't have the quarterback numbers or he doesn't touch the ball. Like, Kyle Allen touched the ball 43 times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's still half of that. So I would just make it a QB. We should do this for next week. Next week, everybody listening right now, next week, me and Mikey are going to decide on how the um, NFL MVP um, sort of prize should be really devoted or how the honor should be done. We can do that next week. So let's move on. Um, We got Falcons destroying the the Panthers. Uh, No, the Panthers, the Saints. Saints. I mean, it's a rivalry for the books. It's always going to be an intense, an intense game. But blah. I mean, Falcons came in one oh. and seven, and Saints came in seven and one. So <laughs> and they have kicked the shit out of them. I mean, absolutely. This is a this is a Saints offense, which is so powerful. They've got their they've got their star man back. It's full steam ahead. Ain't nobody stopping the Saints. The Falcons defense is trash. Has been walked all over by various QBs all league. All the way through the league, all the way through the year, all the way through the season. And they've just shut down Drew Brees. They've shut down Alvin Kamara. And they have fucked these guys up. I mean, like, where was this defense all season long, right? I know, I know. And Matty Ice, I mean, been pretty mediocre as well. But even he had a good game. So I think think it's a, a case of everything that could possibly have gone wrong for the Saints went wrong. And everything that could possibly have gone wrong, gone right for the Falcons went right. I mean, you look at, you look at the penalties that the Saints had as well. I mean, they had, you see so many like 
hands to the face penalties and holding uh, holding calls, um, personal like personal foul calls and stuff like that. They lost a lot of yardage in just stupid shit. Um, coming in like that, clearly. I don't know. It's just, and that's, it's, I think that's just one which we have to sort of write off. Do you know what I mean? Like Atlanta's I'm defense against right, six yeah. sacks. So I don't, I don't know. It's just, I think it's it's a one-off for the Saints. I don't, I, I think like Drew Brees is going to sit down and like, well, that was trash. Let's put us behind us. But, you know, I would never be, like that division game, which they've just lost, it's still a division game. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think who who else do we have there? Do we have the the I think the, um, the Buccaneers? Stands, they're still going to be playoff. They're still a playoff team. Like it yeah, they're still. Play. I I'd still give them the third best team in the NFC right now. So that's how I'd go. I'd go Seattle, San Francisco, and the Saints in the NFC. What about the Packers? After that, actually after yes. And the 49ers. After that. No, so first, this is the third best team. So I said Seahawks, number one, 49ers, number two, Saints, number three, Packers, number four. Okay. Five goes yeah, to the Vikings and six goes to the Cowboys. That's how I'm going to put it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, to the Cowboys. You're not putting your Lions up there. Well, no, Alliance are obviously number one, but they're yeah, not in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. So, like, we are we are talking about playoffs teams, right? Yeah. So, those are the six, which I think. And those six are a lot better than the six coming out of the AFC right now. So AFC's fucked. I mean, there's so much going on there. you got the Patriots. It's always been fucked. The NFC's ah. always been the dominant um, yeah. side of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, the Patriots and the Ravens doing bits, but the Chiefs, Texans, probably, yeah, third and fourth team. And then after that, it's just anybody's really, isn't it? Bills, Raiders, Like the Colts, Bills are Steelers. six and three. Yeah. The Bills are trash. Yeah. They are trash and they're six and three, right? Well, you, um, who else do we have in there? There's nobody, nobody I respect. Even, the, yeah, but the Chiefs are six and four. The Texans are six and three. I mean, those, yeah. the Raiders are five and four. I still think the Chiefs are, are a better team than the record gives them. Yeah. Um, I think the Texans are better than people make them out to be because Deshaun Watson is a machine, actually. Mm-hmm. That defense is not too bad. I'd say, like, I'd give it a... I, just, I still don't think... Oh, my God. It's just, like, right now, looking at it, like, Baltimore and the Patriots are, are actually ahead of both. And then I'll say um, the Chiefs. And yeah. so the next three are just... It's crazy. Somewhere, because it? you have to put in people. That's why you have to put in people. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, right, let's move on to the games. Um, Who do we have next? Uh, The Giants and the Jets. Two trash teams. Giants (sighs) 2-8, Jets 2-7, and and the Jets beat the Giants 34-27. No, I do not want. Let's go. It's the Battle of New York that literally... Nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about. I'm so good. The Jets are like hyping up their rivalry. But you're literally one loss away of having the exact same record. Yeah, I know, I know. So New York, like you gotta pick up your game right now. Which New York? Both, both New Yorks. Pick both New Yorks have to pick up your game. Um, it's too like a surprising stat monster for no whatever reason. The Buccaneers beat the Cardinals, uh, 30 to 27, and Winston is putting up another 300 point. Um. Another 300-yard game, which is sixth this season. He's actually tied for the most in the NFL. I don't... 
like he desperately does not want to get sacked, but he mm-hmm. does not want to play well enough to like to actually to win. win games. Yeah. Yeah, but do you? Is it now on him? Is that now on him that they are constantly letting through what, thirty points? Every game, like the def- the Bucks defense is putting up thirty points, uh, is letting in thirty points. The Bucks are just. They can score. The Bucks have. A, they've always had the ability to score, but if you can't, if your defense can't hold people into the game, then every single game has to be a shootout, and you can't go through the season every game having to score. And James Winston is bound to throw at least one or two interceptions. So, right. I, don't I don't know. know. I like where we stand with James Winston next season. I think his contract is running out. Realistically, I think he should be done. I, I don't. I don't see a need to keep James Winston in the league anymore. I, in, the, I really yeah, in the entire league, you don't think he's a backup? He could be a backup. Fine. I don't know if he I think he'd be that. the best backup if he's a ba- if he's a backup. He's the best backup. Sure. Okay. Fine. But which other system are you going to put him into? He has been given so many chances down at Tampa. Not, he's had off the field issues. He's been throwing interceptions pretty much every game since he began. He's been making rookie mistakes for three years. Since he's been a rookie. Exactly. <laughs> so at what point is someone just going to say, oh, listen, mate, you've had enough. Like, I don't think we can, ki- we can take you anymore. Where would he go? Mm. I know, it's just like, it's, very, it's really strange. Like, I, would, I would not want the Carolina Panthers to look at Winston right now as an upgrade to Cam Newton because he isn't he yeah. an upgrade really to anyone. Um it's it's really strange because I think I feel like the QB's level of play has just flunked with people. Obviously, defenses have been stepping up, and you have less running games, so it's more and more on the QBs. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like it's more and more on the QBs. People are investing a lot more into DBs, into pass rushers. So like if you have a defensive lineman, he's got to be a pass rusher, right? It's not the run yeah. stop first type of thing. And um, you know, there's maybe I'd say three teams in the league. Four. I'll give them four. Four teams in the league who successfully run the ball. All right? Um, Hit me. Baltimore, because obviously they're an anomaly. They have two running backs and a running back, a quarterback. Right? Mm-hmm. Three running backs, actually. Yeah. Did you um, see the back? They had, they had three Heisman Trophy winners in the backfield. Didn't they? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's absolutely amazing. I didn't actually know that. Um, you have Carolina, who is... On just Christian, well, they do have a really good offensive line for run blocking. Christian McCaffrey is a beast. Mm-hmm. Once he gets past, you know, those defensive linemen and he's untouched, he usually makes like the linebacker miss, and then, you know, that DB has a tough time t- tackling him. I think um, the Cowboys run the ball quite well uh, because obviously Zeke is a beast. And I had oh, and obviously San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, yeah. Yeah, and the San Francisco 49ers are in like their running game with scheme, the way they do it. Like you can put any running back in there. It's not Bradea. You can put any running back in there and he'll be successful right now. Oh, yeah. Who's a little bit who can a little bit read the field, like a little bit, and I think he'll be successful. I kind of have a dark horse on the running meta with Oakland. I was gonna say Oakland, yeah. But it's more of a well, nobody expected him to be that. Next season, they'll just stack the box against them and I'll be done with it. you got Oakland and then also um, Philip Lindsay at the Broncos. Well, yeah, but he's just because Lindsay is beast. Yeah, but Not same because they can run the ball successfully, right? Same as for McCaffrey, though. 
Well, no, McCaskey does have a good offensive line. Okay. Patriots. Okay, so which, which I don't give the the Broncos offensive line is terrible. The, the same Patriots with the Patriots offensive line is just they are on their fourth left tackle in three years. Yeah. They have their center is injured as well, so it's don't ask me why I know that. Um, but it's <laughs> they don't their offensive line is very very much struggling. Hence where they couldn't run the ball, and if they can't run the ball, Tom Brady's age is coming through. Anyways, Absolutely. I'm getting away from topic. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, let's talk about how the hell the Chiefs lost to the Titans. What happened it's, there? No, it's Tannehill mania. Tannehill mania. I've I was I have probably been overly harsh to Tannehill and said oh. that he's fucking awful and that he is the QB that even the Dolphins didn't want. Whilst that may be true, he has absolutely killed it in the last few weeks and he has put 35 points up on the Chiefs. So clearly, he ain't doing that bad, is he? So if you if you look at it right, so I was I was watching it right, and you can see that clearly like Mahomes is he's on fire, like I don't he still looks a little injured. Oh yeah, he's got a bit of a limp to him, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he still but he still put he put still put three touchdowns, 450 yards. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? On 36 completions and and like 50 attempts, but like he had. Like, he's still a little injured. Like, I can see him still being a little injured. So, I think Mahomes not being able to score six touchdowns is one part of it. Um, they're obviously having trouble with rushing a little mm-hmm. bit right now. Again, it's difficult to rush when you get 50 times the ball to Mahomes' hands. But the big problem right now here is, I think, the defense, the Chiefs' defense is just very much underestimated Derrick Henry. Okay. They saw how, how well Tannehill played last game, but this game Tannehill only had 13 completions, yeah. two touchdowns, and 181 yards. Yeah. And Derrick Henry rushed for 188 yards, two touchdowns. He's a steamroller, isn't he? He's a like, He just rolled over Kansas City, and I would give that D, that win 100% to Derrick Henry's hands, and for Tannehill not to lose it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, oh, what's his name again? Meg Vrabel is the coach, head coach, yeah. right? Their court catch was was like, look, we are clear underdogs in this game. We are not going to go into a shootout with the one person you don't want to be in a shootout with, Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. We're going to stick to the plan. We're going to get Derrick Henry the ball as much as we possibly can. And we hope he's going to break one. And he broke a lot. Oh, like, yeah. he averaged nine yards a carry. I mean, that is that is ridiculous. That is almost one first down every single time he touches the ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so I mean, that's, he's a, that's he's how you win the game. Uh, a rumbling, bumbling, difficult man to take down, especially if he runs off tackle and he's he's running at those smaller guys on the field. It's causing yeah. trouble. But um, okay, somehow the Titans. Yeah. So this is why I also this is why I also see like this is why I rate Kansas City under Baltimore and New York and uh, New England because again, if they cannot like if you can't stop the run, you are fucked against uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? And I think Patriots will be healthy by the time. That comes down, you won't be able to stop the run against them as well. So, I mean, like the Titans just didn't have the real defense. Like if you put if you put a like you put the Patriots defense on there, it's a different story. Put the Baltimore defense on there, it's a different story. I don't think they score. I don't think Patrick Mahomes will go 450 yards with three touchdowns in no turnovers against those defenses. So that's why I think Kansas City is uh, that Kansas City at six and four it should be a little bit better, but they're still worse than the in the rest. Okay, all right. So moving and, on. Colts lost to the Dolphins. I don't I even know what to say. 
Um, I think Henrik must have been fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he was. But I reckon a lot of the Dolphins fans are pretty pissed off because what happened to tanking for Tua? No, I don't think they wanted to tank, though. Do they want to tank? I wouldn't even tank. Okay, Meloy, I know you're listening. And if you're not listening, I want to call you. You should be listening. You should not be tanking for Tua. Like, straight up. I don't think you should. Like, I don't think anybody should be tanking for him. He's undersized. He's injury prone. He's inaccurate. Um, and I'm just like, I don't. Like, he's a good college quarterback. I don't think he's that ready to be a pro. Like, I, I could see, like, four, what, three to four quarterbacks would rather take than Tua. Hey, I tell you what, that that LSU Bama game, whew, that was better than that was better than most of the games in the NFL this season. So uh, Don, that kid go, that kid can go number one now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, but the reason I obviously they're losing on this one is the 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 Colts have no shot at the. Ah, uh, they did have a shot actually at the playoffs. For them yeah, to lose still, now is actually not so still good. In for a wild card, you know. Yeah, I don't actually understand what happened in this one. Um, you have Fitzpatrick, obviously. Like, Fitzpatrick didn't play amazing. Do you know what I mean? He had one interception to 200, uh, for 21 uh, completions on 160 yards. So, I don't... Like, Keelan Balish rushed for 40 yards on 20 carries. That's an average of 2.2 yards. So, they offensively were trash, as you would expect them. It's just Brian Hoyer who gave the game away. Mm-hmm. It's Brian Hoyer just giving the ball to the defense and, you know, and then they're scoring on it. It's, it's, it's what it is, right? Brian Hoyer with three interceptions, but I lost, quite honestly. Yeah, but it may be a little bit too, uh, too little too late, you think? 100%. Yeah, okay. All right, Excellent. let's talk about this Vikings-Cowboys game. Because... As we said, the Vikings, they've had a bit of a bit of ups and downs this season. They've been picking it up a little bit over the last few games. They're 7-3 and three now with this win. But the Cowboys, I honestly expected more. I expected them to be able to run the ball uh, a bit better than they did. I, I expected a little bit more out of Dak. I just didn't see what I, what I wanted from them. And, and, and defensively, obviously, they were completely unable to stop uh, to just to stop the Vikings offense. So where are we left at now with, with this, with this Vikings team, sorry, with this Cowboys team who are sitting at five and four uh, and probably not going to make the playoffs. So, so but basically the Cowboys, I think Dak Prescott played as good as he could. Really? Yeah? I think he played, I think Dak Prescott played as good as he could 400 yards, three touchdowns. He had an interception, which I'll give him with three touchdowns. You know, Amari Cooper had 140-plus yards, and Randall Cooper had 100 yards reception. All of them had a touchdown. I think, like, Dak Prescott did what he could do when Ezekiel Ariad rushed for two yards a carry. Yeah. Like, he did what he could do. They had, what, or they had more, than 60, um, more than 60 offensive possessions, so I think they should have done a little bit more on that as well. But I think I wouldn't put this one on Dak right now. I think it's just the, the entire Cowboys couching stuff is right now a little bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's been problems on defense. There's problems on play calling. There's, I think Jason Garrett is probably going to not look so good in the end of the season. I think he's going to be one that's probably be gone because that's a team which should be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see them actually making it because it's now between the Cowboys and Philadelphia. Right? So it's between Cowboys and Philadelphia who can make it the playoffs. The Cowboys have a 
terrifying schedule coming up. And Philadelphia have a really easy schedule coming up. Yeah. So they could just fall out of the playoffs. Do you think that the Cowboys' defense really needed to pick this up a bit? Because they had one sack on the day and only two tackles for loss as a team. Well, it's it's tough. It's tough to go for the sacks because, you know, Dalvin Cook gets 26 carries, you know. Um, Madison had eight carries as well. So there's about over 34 possessions which they didn't, weren't able to make a sack. Do you see what I mean? Um, I, see, yeah. I think... I think the problem they're having is that even though Devin Cook when you rush for four yards, like you know Devin Cook is going to rush it. Mm-hmm. But they are they had, did respect Kirk Cousins, which they shouldn't have. Yeah, right. But, I mean, he, Kirk Cousins is, is he's still throwing the ball over 30 times. So there is, there is still an op- opportunity there, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. I think, it's, I think it's right now it's just a mix mash of scheme and problems with the coaching staff right now, really. I think that they need to bring like when the team is not performing with players like they have it is down to the coaching staff to get them ready to perform uh-huh. so i think this get jason garrett is going to have to take the hit on this one and i think it's the defensive coordinator i don't remember his name he's gonna get it was the ddb coach i don't remember his name i think one of the i think the defensive coordinator for for the cowboys might be the one who will take the helm you reckon? So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he would, yeah. I'd still give it to Callum Moore, but he's probably too young because of what he's taken out. But I think the Cowboys should be a playoffs team. I just think if they don't make the playoffs, Jason Garrett is out because they have a stacked team. They are talented stacked and they had a really easy schedule going and they've lost now enough. And now the next the upcoming schedule is ridiculous. There's a Patriots and there's a Chiefs in there, there's Philadelphia and there's like a lot of people in there who would just I would not want to face right now. No, Baltimore is in there as well, and so I'm like, well, the, I can see them getting gaining a lot of losses. Where the Philly Philly only has Cowboys as a bad as as a as a bad game, so they can go easily ten and six now. And I don't think I don't think Cowboys have five wins in them right now. Not looking at that schedule, no. No, no. So that's what okay. it is. I, I again, the Vikings are for me. It's as long as Dalvin Cook can rush for hundred yards, Kirk Cousins is gonna make two TDs. I think you're at right. this stage, he's doing enough. He needs to. He doesn't take any risks. He doesn't. He barely goes deep. Um, when he does, it's only when everybody's stacked. So it's what you would expect from a quarterback who has a good running back to carry the team. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the last game of the week. In my opinion, the best game of the week. It was the most entertaining game of the week. It's the probably the most entertaining one for in this season. Oh, fantastic game. The Seahawks 49ers. Seahawks putting up an overtime L up on the unbeaten record of the 49ers. And wow, what a game it was. And you yeah. just got to you just got to feel for the young kicker out of uh, out of San Francisco as well because he hit that beastie field goal to take him into overtime and then missed, missed the field goal to win the game in overtime from the same distance as well. But not only did he miss it, he fucked it. Like he went, he went down the the players' tunnel at the side. Like it almost, almost took out. Yeah. I was nowhere near. It was nowhere near. So off, and it it looked like a good snap, a good hold. He just spooned it. So, like it's crazy. Like I, I like Russell Wilson is incredible, right? Everything he's done there, he was incredible. There's a couple of third downs where he rushed for 15 yards, which were just amazing. And um, himself, he just like that entire team effort was amazing. 
but he did have some mistakes. That like he that interception he threw at the very end, which set up that missed field yeah. goal. Yeah. That was an awful interception. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. Like that that is not MVP caliber type stuff. What is for me much more of a story is Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think we kind of saw what happens when he has to play against a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. He looked like Tom Brady, 44 years old. Tom Brady, you know I mean? 44 years old. Okay. Yeah, he looked like Tom Brady at 44 years old. Um, I mean, he couldn't. His he his like his pocket presence is just. He stands there. He doesn't get out of it. Nope. Um, he doesn't feel the pressure coming at all. He doesn't see the receivers p- uh, properly. Like he doesn't put the ball where it needs to go. Like he'll every now and then he'll put like a wizard throw in there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he'll miss loads of them. Like quite honestly, he'll miss good receivers open, which he shouldn't do. And I think that's because he feels the pressure and he rushes the ball out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, let me say, let me rephrase that. He doesn't feel the pressure correctly, <laughs> hence why he forces the ball out. So okay, what I mean. So, so my opinion on this was. As we've seen all season, San Francisco are a fantastically schemed offense with a very yeah. potent defense behind them. Okay, so the defense keep the points off the board, and the offense establish a decent running game. Get the ball moved up the field. Once this this running game's established, they can flick the ball out to Kittle. They can they've got a few threatening receivers. Yeah. They can put a few passes in there. Not a single time this season have they trailed by more than one score. Yeah, until they're this. not a team which can trail because no. Jimmy Garoppolo cannot bring you up. No. So until this game, they, they have not trailed. And, and actually, they started off this game very strong. Very, you know, they did very, very well until Garoppolo took a, took a big hit, fumbled the ball in the backfield. It was recovered by Clowney for a touchdown. And that was it. It was a turning point in the game. Because he was then aware, he got in his head, he knew people were after him, he knew the pressure was there, and he knew that actually this game's going to be a lot tighter than it was. Off the back of that, they didn't get much in terms of first downs, they turned the ball over, and allowed for the Seahawks to put another two touchdowns on on top of that. So it made it a 21-10 game just after the half, going into the third quarter. That means he's got to put two scores up in the third quarter. He did. He did do that. But just enough to take them into overtime. So it, it was a. this is what ran it so closely. It's not a game that he could come back and dominate. He had plenty of opportunities to. They yeah. gave him the ball 46 times to pass, and he completed yeah. about half. Yeah, but the thing is, again, he didn't, like, he completed half of them because, like, you watch the tape. He gets hit one or two times. He's starting to get a little scared. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of pressure. Like, that first fumble, I think, really messed with him. It was a turning well. point the game. It really was. Like, I mean, that, that really messed with him. I think he had more than that. I think he had another one afterwards. Where he lost it again, another another fumble. So I don't know. Maybe he was saying like rather have an incompletion than a, the fumble. But it's it's more of a fact of you are young, you are quite mobile. I understand you got hurt mm-hmm. like a year ago on running instead of taking it out of bounds. But you gotta move. Yeah. You have to move off the spot. It's not it's not it's not a league where you can just stand. And then your offensive line is phenomenal, right? Still, you have to move around. You have to get. You have to see, and you have to have to put the ball into the place. And this is what I always say about the quarterback. You have to be able to place the ball into the receiver's hands, into stride, onto those do- deep balls, which he's not hitting those. He's not hitting those quarterback throws right now. 
and I'm again concerned about this one a little bit. I still think he's much better than Jared Goff. Um, but I'm I like he has a lot of work to do right now, and you and you can see that obviously, um, the rushing attack is not enough to catch up. It's not enough to catch up. I completely agree. I completely agree. And um, and on the, on the other side of the ball as well, I think whilst you've got Nick Bosa, you've got a pretty pe- uh, powerful. Um, they did a number on Wilson, though. I want to tell yeah, you that. They did. They, they did, did a number on him. But the run stop is not there. The yeah. run stop is absolutely not there. This is the sixth consecutive game that they've allowed over 100 rushing yards. Yes, you're correct. Um, but obviously, you know, it's Chris Carson, and who's not like the greatest running back of all time right now. He shouldn't have been rushed on you and that. But you also have Russell Wilson, who had like six scrambles for 50-something yards. So... I, I agree with you. I agree with you. They can't let people rush the ball, but I think it's more important right now that they can't get behind in games. And if you, if Jimmy, if Jimmy G doesn't give the ball away, I don't think they get behind in games because right now the only thing they were asked from Jimmy G is to not turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that one interception you threw into pentuple crop into pentuple coverage? Yeah. It's like you have just one job. Just don't turn it over. Give it to the running backs. Give it to the open receivers, and you're good. And that's what happens. He gave away three turnovers in this game. And uh, and now they're eight and one. But you look at the records. You've got the Patriots eight and one. You've got the Forty Nineers eight and one. And you've got the Seahawks eight and two. You've got the Packers eight and two. So all to play for, very much so. Yeah, that's good to see. Anyways, um, looking at next week. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna do predictions because I don't know. This is, I'm not ready for those. We are. I, I'm losing too I'm many of them. I'm glad that we didn't do predictions this week because no, that, that would have fucked us. A load of upsets. Yeah, fuck this. But I want to do. I want to set us some topics, though. I want to set us the topic of um, how would you run the MVP vote, mm-hmm. or like the NFL honors in general, okay. or how would you change it? Um, also, I kind of want to see. Uh, I'm gonna have a look on the available uh, quarterbacks, which are gonna be, okay, where I think what quarter what teams need a quarterback, mm-hmm. right, and who they could be taking, something like that. And just generally the playoff picture right now. Because I think it's starting to establish itself quite clearly. Okay. All right. Well, how about this? Anybody listening at home, you've got anything that we want to discuss, drop us a message, DM us on Instagram or something like that. Um, and we'll, we'll take it up. fake we'll underscore up. punt. Yeah, Say let's again? do it. Yes. We'll talk about it. Boom, 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 boom. Fake punt, fake punt. Boom, 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 boom. Fake punt, fake punt. Business, business. Let's go, Bosh. I'm so leaving that in the edit. <laughs> <laughs>